Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always loving that, having on the program. A personal favorite, a show favorite, someone we get really a lot of feedback on, and I think the reason why is a couple of reasons why. First of all, he has a level of empathy that uh, you don't often often hear from uh, experts or hear in experts that I think resonates with people. And, and uh, before we get started here in just a moment, I'm going to ask him to uh, talk a little bit about a story, and you'll hear why that empathy exists. Uh, second of all, he, he takes some very complicated concepts and uh, makes them very accessible, which to me is the essence of brilliance. It isn't talking in convoluted and multisyllable fashion, but making it accessible. And he's phenomenal at that. Third, there's no one out there that, uh, you know, who is an authority who uh, is more clear about who he is speaking up for and speaking out on behalf of than my guest, David Wilcox, who's a recurring guest on the program and a very popular one, and uh, really the patient's advocate. Uh, always glad to have you on. Always look forward. I get excited on uh, Monday when I see you're going to be on this on that week, and I get a list of the whole week of segments coming up. I love having you on, my friend. A little bit more about yourself, and I'll let you go ahead and immediately transition into our topic as well. Sounds good, Kevin, and I always enjoy my time with you. Um, so about me, I am a patient advocate, and I became a patient advocate because I have a special needs daughter. Um, had her very young, and at 19, I found myself dragging her around to different appointments and interacting with the medical community. Um, what I saw from that perspective, I, could, I saw very compassionate clinicians that were limited by the system in which they worked. And so as things evolved in my life, I decided to become a nurse and then went through um, various roles in the hospitals um, and healthcare IT and ended up getting my doctorate of nursing practice. And with that, I thought I have so much knowledge and so much experience, both from the patient's perspective as well as the clinical perspective, that I need to do something with this. And I decided to sit down and write a book. The book is called How to Avoid Being a Victim of the American Healthcare System. And because of that work, I've heard from patients all over the country, actually around the world, because I've, I've had a few in London and Australia who have no part of the American healthcare system, tell me how my advice had impacted them and that they were able to get the care that they needed and challenge the system when appropriate. So today, we're going to talk about the price of negotiating with big pharmaceutical companies, um, which is I find very interesting. So, you know, the pharmaceutical industry is one of the least regulated businesses in America. With the passing of the recent Inflation Reduction Act, Medicare is now allowed to negotiate prices for medications. This starts in 2026 with 10 medications, and it continually progresses up to 20 medications a year. Um, and so the pharmaceutical companies are not happy about this. There were other things in that package too. So out-of-pocket medication costs are now capped for Medicare Part D and Medicare Advantage programs to 2000 a year for seniors starting in 2025. So it's really going to affect their bottom line and their profit margin. So what do they do? Do they try to try to work with Medicare? Do they what are, what's their next move? Well, their next move is to sue the Biden administration for passing this Inflation Reduction Act 
calling it excessive fines if they don't meet uh, the prices that are negotiated, um, citing the Eighth Amendment, um, basically, that says, uh, you know, you excessive fines, cruel, unusual treatment, that kind of thing. And so cruel and unusual. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought that so, was going to the drugstore. You're telling me what they're facing is cruel and unusual? Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the other piece of it, right? So they've been hiking their prices up. I mean, 40% of Americans put off health care uh, because they don't know what it's going to cost. They don't know what they're going to pay for pharmaceuticals. And so they get worse, right? And then when they access the healthcare system, they had something that might have been preventable two or three years ago, but now it's stage four cancer or something like that, um, which requires, you know, big money for chemotherapy and things like that. And who, stand, and who stands to profit from that? The pharmaceutical industry. So when you talk about cruel and unusual punishment, I think that they've been doing this for years and they've got a pretty good handle on how to do it and make it a successful business model. Um, and now that they're being held to task on just 10 medications in 2026, um, they're going to sue and they're going to try to hold this up in the courts so that they don't have to negotiate drug prices. So it's crazy. It's crazy that they're even doing it. Um, but they are, and they're a well-oiled machine. Um, I yeah. mean, the FDA, two-thirds of the FDA's budget is the pharmaceutical companies. So they allow stuff into the food supply that makes sure you're going to get sick at some point in time, like high fructose corn syrup and ketchups and things like that. Um, it, they allow it into the food supply so that they can sell you drugs to fix the ailments that we're creating. It's, it's just, it's really unreasonable. It's very vicious. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm curious, you know, I don't want to get sidetracked too much because you, we have a lot here for this segment just with this topic, but I've, I've never heard of the number of shortages that I'm seeing of meds like I have in the last year or so. You know, and I wonder how much of that is in retaliation of, uh, to the uh, IRA Act. You know, how much of that is a subtle retaliation? Oh, we ran out, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, you understand what I'm saying? It's almost like a strike seems to be happening. happening. Yeah, and it's funny because they'll put all their eggs in one basket and, you know, in a different country to produce something. And then when that, the China. political system in that country goes bad, it's like they can't <laughs> produce it anymore. And so then, now we got a shortage, right? It's, it's but, crazy the kind of stuff they get away with. It is. It, it, so you think it's, quote, air quote, legit, uh, just a, a product of poor management, not anything more. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's just, yeah, you know, I think you're right. they didn't think – Think it through. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy any conspiracies much, but I loathe the industry so much it's easy for me to do it with them. <laughs> well, so anyway, it's horrible. Okay, let's yeah. uh, let's talk about uh, about you know what what you uh, what your crystal ball is telling you. Give us uh, some thoughts about uh, how this is going to unfold, and really more importantly, what I love about what you do is that you tactically give the listener some uh, tools. Yes, definitely. So I think the way this is going to play out is they're going to make their best stab at holding this up in the courts. They're not, I don't think they're going to win. Um, I mean, you know, they're taking a real long shot with the Eighth Amendment stuff. Um, and, you know, they're saying there should be some procedure protocols in place and this kind of thing. But, see, this is nothing new. I mean, there's countries that negotiate drug prices with these guys all the time. In fact, 
your health care, you know, your United Healthcare, Blue Cross Blue Shield, they negotiate drug prices. They say, I have X amount of lives that I'm responsible for, and I need certain amount of medications. So this is occurring. So for them to raise their hands up and cry foul at the, at the government, which, by the way, this was a bipartisan piece that went through, um, and thank God it did because we've never seen any regulation on the drug companies before. I mean, for them to throw their arms up and cry foul, it's just absurd. They're doing this in their business dealings every day. So I think there's no court in the country that's going to uphold their lawsuit. Um, I think it's just a stall tactic. So maybe they can push it off for another year or two. Um, So, yeah, I think that we're going to be fine. I think they're going to lose. Um, But they got a lot of money and they throw their money behind political candidates. They throw their money into systems like this to fight any kind of legislation or any kind of regulation in their industry. Yeah, no question about it. No question about it. Uh, talk about the, on, a, on, a, a, on a technical end or, or what to do, if you will, for the listener. I mean, one that immediately comes to mind is contact your elected official, you know, and, and remind them that, you know, how important it was that they finally did pass something like this and how the industry is trying to fight it, you know, and what other things they can do to help reinforce it and make it even better still for consumers. Yes, that's one avenue. The other thing that I would definitely suggest people on the call do is go to drdavidhelps.com and sign up. Um, I will send you a free healthcare resource guide. In that healthcare resource guide is access to Mark Cuban's online pharmacy and GoodRx one click away so that when you go to the pharmacy and they tell you, hey, we've increased your prescription price by $100 a month, you can go back to these guys and you can run your prescription through that in your local zip code and find out, can you get it cheaper away from the insurance? Um, and, and then you can access it that way. So, I mean, that's a really good tool for you to have because at the end of the day, your healthcare journey is your journey. Uh, you just have to know the ins and outs um, of how to navigate the maze of the healthcare system so that you don't have to spend that kind of money or you don't go without your medications. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that, that, uh, those are two really good examples, both of them, of, of where people are daily buying their meds at often a fraction of what it would cost if they did it through their insurance card. It's ridiculous. You sit there and you go, hmm, I'm paying $800 a month for a premium, and this is what I get for insurance. And, uh, you know, and a lot of the insurance, as you well know, um, yeah, we give you $25 flat fee across the board for generics. Well, you and I both know it seems like it's longer than ever and less likely to happen for drugs to become generics. They've even, they've even hacked the system to where they can uh, uh, hold on to patents it seems like indefinitely by tweaking formulas just enough to legitimize it, get it getting a longer extended period before um, it becomes open to uh, generics. All, all, all this is so opaque and, to me, fundamentally unethical. Um, man, it's just frustrating. I told you my, before the segment, my blood pressure would probably go up during the segment. So it's going up right now, I can tell. So take your medication, Kevin. Um, <laughs> well, you bring up you so bring up a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up a really good point, though, because 
yes, it is opaque. They don't want you to know what's going on. It's all smoke and mirrors. Um, and they get a patent for 20 years on a brand new drug. And if they go and change an ingredient year 19, they get another 20 year patent. So they know how to work yeah. it. It's, in, it's interesting. My wife and I were just in Portugal and um, we went to the pharmacy there for a prescription med that costs quite a bit over here. And we were able to find it at significant savings, it's the same medication, and I could get it from the pharmacist over the counter without a prescription. So we bought a bunch of it and took it home with us. Not many people have that luxury of traveling internationally to do that. But that being said, it's a prime example of how the pharmaceutical companies, which are threatening us with research and development, if this, um, if this IRA goes through and they have to negotiate, you know, why are, first of all, why are we in America paying for research and development for every other country? Why aren't the prices the same across the board? And that's because the other countries are negotiating drug prices. And so they're very scared about Medicare doing this because Medicare is the largest payer in America. And so this really disrupts their model and really affects their bottom line, which is what they care about. Yeah, and Medicaid to them, Medicaid, they nickname it cash cow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Medicare and Medicaid is just cash cow. That, that's how they see it. It's horrible. All right, we've got to wrap it up with that. Uh, get their best website real quick as we wrap it up. We, we're, we're actually pushing it time-wise because I had so much fun. I always do with you, even with my high blood pressure. <laughs> yes, you can go to drdavidhelps.com, drdavidhelps.com helps.com and um, access my information there. Um, as always, you know, I love hearing from the listeners. I love hearing from people who, who need advice over a medical situation. Um, and I get plenty of emails uh, every week from people who need help. So drdavidhelps.com, I'm here to help you. David, you are. You do a great job. All right, I'm always smarter whenever I talk to you. I appreciate that. I need all the help I can get. David Wilcox, make sure you check him out. I am Kevin Price, and this is the nationally syndicated Price of Business.